Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. I'm not making this up. On Saturday, before Sunday's fourth and eighth day shooting down of an unidentified object in the sky. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a consortium, a, 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 consortium, a pact, so of nations. A pact okay. exactly. E R R NORAD is uh, you, you know uh, it's uh, it, uh, uh, she can't even as the White House secretary explain what NORAD is. But hey. A man who can't talk like Joe Biden probably deserves to have a spokesperson who can't speak and express herself either. Can't explain what NORAD is, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, which simply put is an agreement between Canada and the United States to have an early warning system over our shared airspace, you know, the airspace over North America, thus the name North America, uh, Defense Command or Aerospace Defense Command. She couldn't explain it. And she had to have help from the journalist. But then it gets worse. See, I thought this was an agreement between the United States and Canada. But apparently there's a third country involved in this as well. And so that's why we were able to do that. Again, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in, in, uh, in uh, clearly in, 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 in step with uh, right. Canada. That's right, folks. There is a fourth country in North America. There, of course, there's Mexico. There's United States. There's Canada. But also, I guess now there's a new country called Canada. And we have a pact with Canada. And that's why we shot down that unidentified object over Canada. Canada. Yes, Canada. You're welcome. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, BCP, Black Sort of Patriot. Folks, if you caught my episode uh, on Sunday morning, that would have been uh, episode, let's see, that would have been episode, for those of you watching, listening to this uh, on the podcast, that would have been episode 43A, uh, excuse me, 43B, yesterday afternoon. No, I'm sorry, 43A, the, the, the first one that I did yesterday, Sunday morning. I did it really early in the morning. And in that episode, I said that there would be a, another shooting a third day in a row. I recorded that episode about one or two o'clock in the morning on Super Bowl Sunday. About, that, that's Mountain Standard Time. So barely like four o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So very early, before the shooting down. And I said, hey, We'll probably have another downed object on Sunday, given that I was getting uh, seeing reports late Saturday night of closing of airspace and scrambling of jets. And I was right. Now, I don't know if we'll have another one on Monday. That might be a little bit too much. Maybe we'll have one later in the week. But let's talk about the one that happened yesterday. So, over Lake Huron, there was a, another shooting down of an object. And this is the latest update from the Pentagon on the fourth object shut down on Sunday. The U.S. military has decommissioned another object over Lake Huron. The U.S. military shot down an, an, shot down an unidentified object 
over Lake Huron Sunday, a congressional source briefed on the matter, and two U.S. officials told NBC News. This is the fourth in less than two weeks and eight days to be downed over North American airspace. The officials all said there was no indication of any collateral damage and that the object went down the lake and officials expect to recover it. Now, isn't it interesting that the shooting down of objects on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all happened and we're told it was safe, there was no harm to people, but the balloon that traversed the Chinese spy balloon, oh, we couldn't shoot it down until it was over South Carolina and had spied over our entire nation. Is it me or does this seem inconsistent? Now, we're getting very interesting reports on this. The Wall Street Journal reported that the object shot down by U.S. planes over Lake Huron Sunday afternoon was shaped like an octagon. And that's according to Representative Jack Bergman of Michigan there. That's what he said in an interview with Fox News after it was reported that it was shot down by an F-16 that fired AIM-9 Sidewinder missiles at this octagonal structure. Now, this was over Lake uh, Huron at about 20,000 feet. Senator John Tester implied in a statement that the object was the same one tracked over Montana Saturday night. That's the one that uh, that uh, I was re- uh, alluding to and reporting to early Sunday morning. Now, the reason why they shot down this octagonal-shaped object at an altitude of 20,000 feet is because it was posing a hazard to commercial aircraft. Interesting. Should I be worried? I'm jumping on a plane in a few hours. Should I be worried that we might hit an octagonal shaped unidentified flying object? I don't know. Now, let's let, let's uh, pull back a second because uh, the story keeps kind of changing here. But before we go there, I want you to hear what General Glenn Van Herc said when asked about this. Okay? So, um, Glenn Van Herc, an Air Force general who commands NORAD and the U.S. Northern Command, was asked whether this might be extraterrestrial life. Listen to this conversation. Listen to this answering of this question by the press. Hi, thanks, Pat, and thanks for doing this. This is for General Van Herc. Uh, Because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials, and if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figured that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Well, there you have it. General Van Herc saying that I haven't ruled out anything at this point, but don't worry about it. The intel community, which we know we can trust, will, of course, keep us posted on anything that we should know or they want to hide. Now, For those of you that have gone down different rabbit holes, you might have heard of things, everything from Project Blue Beam to other things that purport that a flag of false origin by world governments or the United States would have some sort of event in in the sky to 
fool people about an invasion or try to simulate a a, a second coming or what have you. Now, I find what's very interesting about this, uh, if we go back to my report over the weekend, is these Chinese satellites shooting down lasers that can be seen uh, over Hawaii. And the projected idea of this uh, theory that was, uh, I think it came out in the 90s, was that they would use like lasers and beams to form images in the sky that everyone could see and therefore fool everybody. So those are wacky conspiracy theories. People would say, and I know they, they sound wacky, but it's interesting given all that's happening right now. That we had a Chinese spy balloon that was never shot down and now we have shooting down Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Isn't it interesting if we go back to July 4th weekend of 2016, most people forget about this, I have not, that we have all these things happening with Hillary Clinton and her, her, uh, her emails. We have James Comey coming out and doing a ridiculous thing going that no reasonable prosecutor will go after this. And then we had one, two, three shooting of black people by police within a few days. Totally distracting us from the whole Hillary Clinton, James Comey, that whole uh, uh, shebang. Then we have someone shoot at police officers in Texas from a parking structure and then they take him out with a drone and we don't really know what happened. Oh, kind of like what happened in Vegas a few years ago. Something happens, we have conflicting news and then we things are, are shot down or shot and we don't know what really happened. And I'm the tinfoil hat guy. By the way, not only did I call that there would be a third shooting down of an identified object early on Sunday morning, I think the video even went up before the shooting even happened. I think I put it up at like 11, 10 or 11 in the morning on Sunday, just a few hours after recorded it. And I think that's before these events took place. So it's it's recorded there. You can go back and see when I actually recorded. You can see how many hours ago it was. And you can see that I called it before it happened. Another thing that happened over this weekend, <laughs> uh, can't make this stuff up really, is yesterday uh, as well, I had the uh, a um, an episode on Saturday. It's actually it was on Saturday. I had an episode uh, that that said here are two theories of the conspiratorium that Fox News just proved are real. It was Breitbart and Fox News reporting on things, and I had talked about in the very first story how Operation Mockingbird still exists and how their 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 latest thing is to take away ad revenue and silence conservative media and reporting and punditry and analysis by cutting off ad revenue. And guess what happened to that episode on YouTube? They demonetized it. Can't make this stuff up. I talk about the concerted effort to take away ad revenue away from conservative media and that episode gets demonetized by this by, by the YouTube platform. I'm not a prophet, folks. I just am an analyst. If you're new around here, I have a degree in economics and I worked as an analyst and was trained by Arthur Anderson to use my economic trained mind in school in a professional way of looking at different trends and finding fraud. That's just how I am professionally trained. 
And I apply that to the many lies of the corrupt government of the United States and world governments as a whole. So let's go back to talk about how this story is changing. Here is Fox News reporting. And this is their reporting just yesterday. Both objects shot down over Alaska, Canada, believed to be balloon, U.S. says. That was before the shooting down on, on, uh, on Sunday. The White House released a readout of a call between Biden and Trudeau shortly after the Saturday operation. And they go through all of that stuff. The object over Canada was the third aircraft that the U.S. shot down over North America in the past week. Um, and in this report, it is said that the other aircraft was unknown origin was shot down over frozen water between Alaska and Canada on Friday and that they believe, they were both believed to be balloons. That was from the U.S. But check this out. We have Chuck Schumer repeating this. We, let, let me just read this uh, uh, to you. The White House is jumping in the game and saying that Senator Chuck Schumer may have spoken too early when he said that the objects shot down were small balloons. Okay? So, Chucky Schumer had claimed that the objects shot down over Alaska and Canada were small balloons. That was from a readout, and that was from a report that came out from the U.S. government. But now, the Daily Mail is reporting that the White House sudden decision to discuss unidentified flying objects shot down over the U.S. and Canada um, were this. White House officials contradicted Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Sunday after he claimed the two unidentified objects shot down over Alaska and Canada were balloons. The Senate Majority Leader told ABC News this week that they had been briefed on the pair of incidents on Saturday night by President Joe Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. It comes after suspected Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the coast of South Carolina last week, but a spokesperson for the National Security Council said the latest objects did not closely resemble the surveillance device, and the Biden administration would not definitively characterize them as balloons until the debris is recovered, according to Bloomberg. So apparently, Chucky Schumer was on this call. This is what they told him. He says that to ABC News, and now they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to throw Chucky Schumer under the bus. We don't know what the objects are until we look at the wreckage. So there we have it. There we have it. But as General Van Herc said, we have to wait on the the. the, uh, the intelligence community to let us know what's going on. The same intelligence community that has flip-flopped back and forth on this same story. You can't make this crap up, folks. Can't make this crap up. Since we're talking about theories of the conspiratorium, we've got Billy Gates once again putting in his two cents worth. By the way, folks, let me pay the bills here. No, we don't take on sponsorships or paid ads or anything like that. But I want you to know this, that this show, Open Source News, is available on YouTube. It's also available in video format on Spotify. This will be episode 44A. You can also listen to this show on every popular podcast format. It's only available on video on Spotify and YouTube, but the audio podcast version of this is available Everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts to iHeartRadio to Audible to Amazon Music, Stitcher, etc. We also have another 
show, also available on those other platforms, but not available on YouTube, is called BCP Unfiltered. And the same thing with that, you can catch the video episode of BCP Unfiltered on Spotify, and also you can catch it at bcpextras.com and therealbcp.com. And an audio, once again, on all of the major podcasting platforms. And last but not least, my daughter, BCP Juniorette, gives you reporting with no analysis on our sister YouTube channel called The BCP Report. The links to everything I described are down below. We've got billionaire Bill Gates saying that artificial intelligence should be considered as a tool to combat digital misinformation and political polarization. How in the hell does an American want to combat political polarization? Why should we not be politically polarized? Why should we not have differing opinions? Our forefathers knew we'd have differing opinions. Southern states wanted slaves. Northern states wanted to abolish slavery, and they did in, in, in those colonies. And to form a nation, they had to compromise. Okay? In other words, AI should be used to crush free speech. As if it's not already crushed enough. In other words, if you go against the elitists, their agenda, the globalists, their agenda, the establishment government in, in Washington, D.C., on both sides of the aisle, the Democrat Marxist machine, and of course, the rhino Republican establishment machine, then you should be silenced. This is not new. But this is what the man who thinks he's the savior of the world, or one of them, is saying. This was in an interview published a few days ago on Handelblatt, a German news media outlet. I'm probably mispronouncing that. In response to a question about the spreading of misinformation via AI, Gates referred to the events on January 6, 2021 as an attack on the Capitol. He said, I'm certainly concerned about political polarization and I know the U.S. situation best of all. I wouldn't have expected people to attack the Capitol or people to deny the, uh, the validity of certain things that happened at the end of 2022. I'm in a state of shock about that. We can't blame AI for that. That happened. It may have been magnified by digital channels that allow various conspiracy theories like 17 and on or whatever to be blasted out by people who wanted to believe those things. So the, so the digital tools may have played an auxiliary role. You'll have to take AI into consideration to solve the digital misinformation problem. He described political polarization as another social ill that could be partially remedied via the use of AI to reduce confirmation bias. And we're not, and, and I'm a theorist of the conspiratorium when I think that it's dangerous that few people with lots of money and power and control over our platforms are allowed to determine what we can see, what we can hear, what we can discuss, and what we can analyze and debate. In other words, few elitists wanting to control our First Amendment right to discourse in the public space. And now using machines as if. YouTube, Google, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram don't already use machine learning 
to silence anything that goes uh, against what the official narrative that they want us to believe is. And that, of course, is me just being a theorist of the same conspiratorium. I'll have to agree with what James, with the James O'Keefe Veritas situation as noted by the great Steve Bannon over the weekend. And he simply said this. We've got, by the way, the Veritas situation, a brutal letter from donors. I reported on that. Some donors said, hey, we're not going to donate if you get rid of James O'Keefe. So Steve Bannon says, I think we've got, by the way, the Veritas situation, a brutal letter from donors, I think, had a belly full, full of these games and they have played over the last couple of days. They sent a letter, a letter that fully froze everything in place. And quite frankly, we said what the donors are saying, what we've been saying. James O'Keefe is Veritas, right? O'Keefe's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Trump's not perfect. People are not perfect. But James O'Keefe is Veritas. And if what that guy has done to build that organization from the 12 or 13 years I've known him, it's just absolutely incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. So he asked the people over at Project Veritas to stop playing games. And I agree. And I want to end with this last little thing about the NFL them playing the divisive so-called Black National Anthem before the Super Bowl with the, uh, the song is called Lift Every Voice and Sing. Fox News actually didn't call it the Black National Anthem. They referred it by its name. I think that was a good way to cover it. So the league played the song to reinforce its 10-year, $250 million commitment to combat systemic racism. 58% of the NFL players are black, by the way. And uh, there's only one national anthem. There is no black national anthem. There's no white national anthem. There is a national anthem. We are the United States of America. And once again, it's the Marxists, anti-American bastards who hate the Constitution, who hate the core values of this country that want to divide us. You know, people who generally devote Democrat. And I just want, if those of you who have been a long time know, I'm going to end with a proud dad moment. My, both my daughters are beautiful, uh, well, they're beautiful. They have beautiful singing voices and they are great singers. One of them is very well-trained uh, professionally to sing. I might as well let you know that that's Juniorette, who does the BCP report on her, on her sister channel. But my youngest daughter, not Juniorette, was asked to sing the Black National Anthem for Black History Month for some civic event several years ago. I think it was pre-COVID. Maybe it was, actually, yeah, it was pre-COVID. It was actually in February of 2020, right before COVID started happening. And my daughter said no, because she knows there's only one national anthem. Wouldn't it be nice if we can go back to an era, not too long ago, I would say right before Obama came in to fundamentally change the United States when I think we had pretty much gotten past the race issue until we get a black president who made race an issue again as president, even though he's biracial and half black, half white. I love America and I love all of you, regardless of your color, which of the two genders you are. And that's how I end this episode. We'll be back much later with more reporting. 
And because we're flying back and forth, checking in on family and parents, I will be in our other studio, same background, but probably a different outfit. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless.